Okay, welcome to Sister Saints today. This is Christine, and I'm interviewing Shaney Ellison today. Um, Shaney is from Utah. She was born and raised in Lehigh, and um, we became friends. She's in my ward right now, and we've been friends for a long time, almost 10 years-ish, so it's been a while. Um, Shaney, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So Shaney has four Three boys. Three boys. <laughs> Sorry. Three boys. <laughs> Counting your husband. Four, four boys. Four boys. <laughs> and four then, boys. Um, yeah, and Shaney served a mission. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So I served a mission in Independence, Missouri. I was actually called to the Liberty Jail. So half my day was spent at the jail giving um, tours, and then the other half we were out proselyting in an area. So we did tracting, less active work, member missionary work. So I spent my days in two different places. And you were a little bit older when you served. Is that correct? I didn't go till I was 23. Okay. So how did you make that decision? Well, I actually didn't want to go on a mission. I was um, at Utah State and I had one semester left before I was going to get a second bachelor's degree. So I was working on my education, like President Hinckley had said, like get as much education as you could. So that was my plan. I was trying to get into grad school. So I took the GRE, didn't do very well. All my letters of, um, letters of recommendation from teachers, professors were lost. Like they couldn't, they couldn't track any of it down or, so it was, it was crazy. So I ended up going to Jackson Hole. I worked in Jackson Hole a few summers before. So I went back there. Um, just to try to earn some money to pay for my last semester. And a gentleman that I worked with, he said, why don't you go on a mission? And I was like, no, I'm not going. But as soon as he said that, it kept, it was on my mind. Like it just would not leave and it just felt right. Like it felt more right than going to school. And so I was super confused by that, but I thought, okay, my sister's getting married in July. My records were still my parents' ward. So I was just going to go talk to um, the bishop and and if he mentioned anything about like my age or schooling or marriage or anything like that, like I was not going to go. Went in, he didn't say, uh, didn't say one word about any of that. He just asked <laughs> me if I was worthy, had any sins that I needed to repent of, and he gave me the paperwork. And so I was like, okay, okay. So I told my mom, I'm like, okay. I'm going to withdraw from school. I'll stay in Jackson Hole until the season's over in October. I'll come home, and then we'll start the papers. We'll, we'll start, I'll go with, visit the doctors and the dentist, and we'll start my work. Well, she took it upon her to move the process along, so she got me the dentist appointment and the doctor's appointment in the middle of, of August. So I drove down from Jackson Hole, and visited the doctor and the dentist in one day and I had nothing. And I said before, if I have anything wrong at the dentist or at the doctor, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going on a mission. Nothing was wrong. I didn't even have a cavity and I always have a cavity. I, in the mission field two months later, I had a root canal, but I, at the time there was nothing wrong. So that's when I knew like, okay, he wants me on a mission. And you hear those stories sometimes where they get their calls and they have all this opposition before they leave. Nothing. Everything went smoothly. I came home, found a job that they were willing to, to let me work until I left on a mission. And 
it just all worked out. So just lined up perfectly. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew that I was supposed to go. And Even though I was 23, I knew <laughs> I was supposed to go. And were you the only sister in your family that served or do you No, my my younger sister, she um she also served, but she also was older when she served. She was actually 29 when she went on a mission. Oh, wow. So, but I isn't yeah. it so crazy, the Lord's timing? Yes. <laughs> it's so it's, interesting. It's, crazy. it's interesting how it all works out in the end. Even yes. though at the time you're like, what? No, I'm too <laughs> old. No, this isn't when people I, go. I this isn't I, this, my I, life I, plan. I, yeah, 23. I was supposed to be married with two kids. <laughs> you know, like, I was pushing that marriage and two kids further back if I was to go on a mission. But <laughs> that's I'm so funny. so glad I did. Isn't it so crazy? Yes. Um, so what did your mission teach you about the scriptures? Um, I learned so much about God sometimes answering prayers through scriptures. I mean, definitely as a missionary, you're, you become somewhat of a scriptorian in a sense that your scriptures become your go-to with teaching people. But there's a particular story that I have sharing about how script, scriptures answered prayers. One of my companions was she wasn't a companion of mine at the time, but she was new. She had just arrived a week earlier, and she was out tracking with her trainer, and they had tracked it into a mean person. Like, he was so mean, just yelling at them, yelling at them and making threats to them, and just was just mean. And she came back to the... the Which isn't job. normal. That's no, not normal. I mean, you'll run not. into mean people every once in a while, but, like, someone like that... It was over the top. It was pretty over the top. She came back to Liberty Jail and um, she was crying and she went downstairs and she said a prayer, you know, like, Heavenly Father, I can't do this. Like, if this is what tracting's gonna be or this is what missionary's gonna be like, like, I don't know if I can do this. She came back upstairs and she sat in, we had what's called the number one chair and that means you sit in that chair so if a tour comes in, you were the missionary that was gonna take them on the tour of Liberty Jail. And so she was waiting for a tour to come, and I was up there talking to her, and she just opened up her scriptures, and she opened up to Second Nephi chapter 15, verse 15. She opens it up, looks down, and the verse says, and the mean man shall be brought down. <laughs> and we, we just started busting up laughing, but she, we started, we talked about that um, when we became companions, and she just said, you know, Heavenly Father knows us. He knows what we need when we need it and that through the scriptures that's what I needed to know at that time in my as a missionary well and it's so funny because that I mean that scripture to you guys it wasn't vengeance it wasn't like now he's gonna get it yeah but it was like I'm so grateful Heavenly Father knows what I'm going through and I can just laugh about this right now because it was so hard and I was so upset and I felt so alone and I didn't know if this was even going to work out for me and Heavenly Father's like, I'm aware of you. Yeah. I'm going to send you this to look at, I mean like this, this scripture to lighten your day and lighten your load. Yeah. I think that's so great. Yeah, it's just, it's a testament how the Lord knows you and knows what you need when you need it. You know, some answers to prayers don't come until months later, years later, but the Lord definitely knows us and, and, um, knows what we need when we need it. So also how does this, um, this story relate to your life today? 
I mean, how many years later? 15 years later? Yeah, 17? well, I just, I don't know. Everything that I, you know, like I, I'll kneel down to pray and, I, I mean, I just, you, I guess you kneel down to pray knowing that God will answer your prayers, you know? That, that experience for me taught me that God knows me, knows my situation. So right now, God knows that I'm a mother, I'm a wife. He knows the trials that Rock and I are going through. He knows our wants and our needs. Um, and so it's just teaching, it's taught me that God is aware and he will answer my prayers. Um, when, I love that. When I need it and when we need it and how we need it, you know. I know I love I love that. Um speaking of God's timing, how did you learn that or what a, what's an experience that you had with that on your mission? So God knows definitely our hearts and where our hearts are and so we had been teaching this part member family. Um she was a member but less active, had two cute little kids. Um and he his name was um Damien and he had been through many missionaries like probably seven years worth of of missionaries and um we kept going over there and and teaching them thinking that he would progress and you know he just wasn't progressing and you know how as a missionary you have to decide okay are they progressing towards this or do we have to use our time to find other people to teach you know like you're just trying to balance that out and so we had we had prayed that morning and we we felt good about hey we needed to go over and teach him one last lesson you know so we we were gonna show him the video finding faith in Christ and so we um sh- sat down and had a family home evening with the little kids and showed them the video and then afterwards we turned it off and we we I went to turn to tell Damien hey you know we've enjoyed teaching you guys but you know we can come over maybe once a month but we can't come over you know every week and and just as I turned to say that to him he said okay what do I got to do to be baptized (laughs) and my companion who was new she had just gotten to the mission field she looked at me and I had I was almost ready to go home and she looked at me and she's like okay what do we do and I'm like well I don't know we usually ask them like do they want to get baptized they don't ask us like if they can get baptized Anyway, but it just, it's a testament, like, God knew his heart was not ready seven years ago, or it wasn't ready five years ago, but it was ready at that time, and so, you know, we were lucky enough to be the missionaries that got to see him baptized and, and teach him, you know, but who's just, you know, and that, that it was God's timing that, you know, that God knew that he was ready, and that he wasn't ready before, so... I know it's so interesting. There's like a beginning, middle, and end to I mean, and maybe there's just never an end with conversion. Yeah. And so it's like, as you said, it's like seven years ago, those missionaries were probably so excited. And then it took seven years for him to prepare to be yeah. baptized. And, and even still, then it's like the conversion's still not over. No. That's so great. I mean, I think yeah. that's such a great story. And then how does that relate to your life today? Just you have to... you have to be patient (laughs) with God's timing because something that I've wanted for 13 years, it's still not happening. It's still not happening for, you know, Rock and I and our family. And we've waited 13, 13 years, but it's God's timing and he knows exactly when we need to have it. 
So we're still waiting for it, but you know, just be patient and not lose the faith or not lose that hope just because you're, you don't have it on your timing, but it's definitely God's timing. And then when it, you know, when it is answered, then you can look back and see, oh, okay, I know he didn't let it happen, you know, five years earlier because of this, you know, like, oh, okay, I understand why, you know, just like with, with Damien, oh, I understand five years ago, you know, before, you know, five years, he wasn't ready because we found out that this was happening or, you know, three years, it was, he wasn't willing to do this. You know what I mean? So you. It's all a process. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. God knows how to do it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, speaking of um, God's timing and like learning and growing in um, your testimony of the Savior, how did you, um, what's the question I want to ask? Um, how did your testimony grow when it came to our Savior and his atonement? First of all, I have to say that, you know, as a missionary, you're in the scripture so much every day. You're praying every day. I mean, I don't think I've prayed as much as I did. You know, like we prayed before we went to an investigator's house. We prayed after. We prayed in the morning. We prayed before we left. We prayed before we took tours. I mean, you're praying all the time, and you're in the scriptures in the morning, you know, with your study, you know, and on your PDAs and, and stuff. And so you learn. I, I definitely don't know all about the atonement, and I never will know the full extent of the atonement. But definitely it was a testimony to me that I learned that, you know, seeing people that you teach change. You know, you see this one lady who, you know, she was living with her boyfriend. She smoke and drink, and you teach her about these things, and all of a sudden she decides to marry her boyfriend, stop smoking, stop drinking. And she's being baptized, you know, and 10 years later, she's married in the temple, you know, she's married in the temple, she's released society president, you know, she goes from this to this, and, and growing up in the church, I never really saw, I don't think that whole process of going from this person not knowing the Savior or applying the atonement into his life to having it in their life so much. So when you see, like this lady Pam, you know, that was her. Smoke, drink, living with her boyfriend, not living the law of chastity, not wanting anything to do with with God or anything like that, to being baptized, married in the temple, and this release is heady president. Um, it definitely, when I came home off my mission, that when I met my husband, he he was a worthy priesthood leader, but on our first date, he told me that he was into drugs and before he, before yeah before <laughs> before we had started dating he was into drugs and he um he actually had overdosed and almost died he you know um didn't go to church he didn't serve a mission when he was 19 years old he was actually 28 years old and he was on a service mission at the linden storehouse working you know at the time that we met had I not gone on a mission and seen what the atonement and how the atonement can change people, I would never have given Rock a chance. Like, if he would have told me that on the first date, I would have been like, peace out. You know, you didn't serve a mission. You know, you didn't serve a two-year away-from-home mission. You're, you know, 
like all your struggles all your problems that's like the forefront of your I mean I feel like we're so good at judging people yeah we're so good it's like oh we can see that sin we can see you struggled yes yes and but because of the mission because I knew what the atonement can do and how it could change people the power of the atonement like I, I knew that he and he's still to this day he's a worthy priesthood holder he is the leader of not the leader of our house but he's the priesthood leader in our home and he's he's worthy and he's worthy you know of that priesthood because of the atonement and how has that strengthened you just I, i i don't know how to explain it but it's just strengthened my relationship with the savior my relationship with him and using the atonement more in my life. I remember the last Sunday as a missionary in Sunday school, looking up at the picture of the Savior that we all see with him in the red robe. It's the pictures in every church. And I remember looking up and looking at the Savior and knowing that my relationship with him had changed in those 18 months because I wore his name and everything I did was because, because my focus was on him. I was teaching about him to people. I was serving people for him like my focus was on him um i knew that my relationship with him had changed and so when i came home my focus wasn't on a checklist like it wasn't on you know like i have to do this i have to do this i have to be 100 percent visiting teaching i have to be 100 percent reading my scriptures every day i have to do this and do this and be a, a really society president or you know the checklist right. that you have that went away and my focus was okay i'm doing this because i love my savior and he's done so much for me that this is why i do the things that i do it's not about you know that scripture in second nephi 23 25 you're saved by grace after all you can do after all you can do for me became i'm saved by grace because i believe in christ and that's what it is and I'm not saying that that's for me every day because there are times when I have to remember that and go back to the Savior and focus my relationship on the Savior because there have been years when I've pulled away from that but going back to that then I'm like okay refocus (laughs) refocus on what it's supposed to be about you know and then it's when I'm doing family home evening and the kids are wrestling. (laughs) It's not about a perfect lesson. It's about, okay, I'm showing my kids that I love the Savior enough to to do this, even though it's... Even though no one's listening. Yes, even though no one's listening to me. (laughs) They're wrestling. I love that. I think that's so great. I, um, I love hearing these stories. I think it's so... I feel a spirit every single time especially when you talk about the atonement of Jesus Christ and um, becoming closer to the Savior. I just feel like it's hard to talk about that stuff without feeling the Spirit. And I hope that that was communicated with everyone. But I'm so grateful for you, Shani. I think that these um, missionary stories are so impactful. And I am so grateful that the Lord has blessed us with these stories. Um, And I think it's important to share them. So, yes. Thanks, Shady. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks.